Just be yourself, they say. You know, act naturally. <laughs> How many times have you been told that? Maybe before an interview, maybe before doing some kind of public speaking, maybe before meeting someone for the first time. Maybe you've told yourself that. But how useful is that advice? Just be yourself. I think we need to unwrap it a bit because it could be completely not useful. Stay tuned. This is Trisha Lewis, your host. This is Self Belief Unsquashed. And I get a little bit fascinated by doing the forensics on, I guess, human behaviour. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a medical person. But I do know a lot about communication. And I do also know quite a bit about humans because I am one. So this is a fascinating topic. It's going to take us into the realms of personality and what's called free trait theory. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll make it very relatable. Just stay listening. So what do people mean when they say, just be yourself, act natural? I mean, they're being helpful, aren't they? And they probably mean, say you're going in for an interview, you know, relax, just relax. You know, ooh, take deep breaths, loosen up, relax. Or they might mean, don't pretend to know things if you don't know them. You know, be honest, be straightforward. Or um, show them your personality. Well, this is great, uh, but you might say, I... I don't quite know what all of those things are going to do and how do I combine them and I'm now even more um, nervous than I was in the first place. I mean, relax, what does that mean? <sighs> Take deep breaths, all the rest of it. Well, I've done a recent podcast episode on how being told to calm down or telling yourself to calm down might be the exact opposite of what you need to do because actually being a bit nervous is a high arousal state and so is being excited. So you could tell yourself just to be excited about this slightly unknown, slightly scary opportunity that you're about to step into. Whereas calming down is a low arousal state and there's a big gap between that and having that excited energy that you probably need. So that's one thing to talk about, to think about. What about the don't be someone you're not advice? It's a bit like the opposite of fake it till you make it, I suppose. Well, yes, it's probably good advice in the context of, say, an interview. You certainly don't want to pretend you know lots of things and then on the first day at work be caught red-handed. Um, that would be also a very good way of having massive imposter syndrome, which would be very real imposter syndrome. So, yeah, but mm, you've got to add to it things like ask lots of questions, show a, a keenness to learn. Um, and some of that can include a bit of faking it because you might not be fascinated by every single thing that this person is wanting you to be fascinated by but you can at least pretend to a certain extent that you are because that's fine and what we're really getting at here 
is the big one that we're going to unwrap, which is how much do you sort of go away from what you think is your real personality? I mean, if you're told to show your personality, well, is that always a good idea? And is your personality even a thing? And this is where I want to guide you towards a really good book called Me, Myself and Us. And it's by Brian R. Little. I'll put the references around wherever I post this or in the show notes. So he talks about all sorts of things, but he particularly talks about your free traits. Well, no. Sorry, I'm going to get a bit technical now. He talks about the things that you're born with, if you like, that sort of personality that just comes ready-made in you as you pop out into the world. And he describes that as biogenic. And then the things you get influenced by as you begin to grow and evolve in this world, and that's sociogenic. And then he talks about something called idiogenic. Now, these are all just sort of rather fluffy words, but let me put it in real terms. So, idiogenic is you adopting what he calls a free trait. So, you might be very quiet, generally. You might define yourself as a, an introvert. But you know that there's a particular thing you need to do to achieve a personal project, if you like. Maybe you're starting a business. Maybe you want funding for some startup. Maybe you just want to develop your career a little. And you know that in order to really give yourself the best chance, you're going to have to adopt something which isn't totally, totally you. A free trait. But you know that you're doing this and you do it for limited periods of time. It doesn't mean that you now become this person that you're not and forever and a day have to act out this free trait. It just means that you have consciously tweaked your personality in ways that you know are going to benefit you and probably other people for this particular personal project. And that means we're motivated to do so as well. It's not like somebody's telling us we've got to be a certain different kind of personality in order to get on. We are the masters of this sort of evolving, tweaked version of us. So I find this all very fascinating. And what it means is that we perhaps shouldn't be too prescriptive with ourselves about what our personality type is. We probably have all done one of those tests at some stage or another, the Myers-Briggs or whatever it is. And I'm not saying they're of no use. They can be very useful. They can be useful if you're doing a sort of self-awareness exercise, you're generally doing self-development. They can be useful if you 
are going for jobs, etc. But, 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 to actually box yourself in with those numbers or colours or whatever it is you've come out with or letters is not such a good idea. You know, we're not a can of peaches. We shouldn't have a label on us. I read that somewhere on some meme, so it's a good visual. We don't need a label wrapped around us because we are humans and we are able to keep evolving and discovering and flexing our personality muscles a bit, trying things out. So I think it's really important to remember this idea that, yes, we can adopt this free trait, something that isn't biogenic. Now, what I do think is important is that we recognise the sociogenic stuff. In other words, the stuff we're influenced by, because we don't want to be going down that path of comparisonitis, of I need to be like this in order to be successful. Uh, this is the way to be a proper human being. No, no, no. Just be aware. And sometimes it's inevitable that you're going to be influenced by stuff around you. And sometimes it's correct that you're going to be slightly faking it. The big, big, big must here is that it's done consciously. So in many ways, the more you do know about your biogenic self, the stuff that perhaps is what you came with, the stuff that you feel is closest to you when you're being most relaxed, it's good to know that because you then know where you're sort of tweaking on that mixer board that you're in charge of. Here's a good quote from Brian R. Little. Human personality has both an inner and an outer reality. It is the nexus between these two realities that our personalities are constructed, challenged and reconstructed. And I really like that idea. Our personalities are constructed, challenged and reconstructed. The other thing that Brian R. Little talks about in this book is, and this is one of the things it's quite nice to know about yourself, but equally not to then put a permanent label on yourself with this, is the high and low self-monitor stuff. Okay, so there's a thing called the self-monitor scale and uh, there's a psychologist called Mark Snyder who developed this in the 70s and again I'll put links. But it's a little test and he's got it in the book and I came up as high self-monitor. <laughs> And that means that to a certain extent, I mean, it sounds like I'm a superficial person that I'm bothered about what other people think of me. And that's not really the full picture, but it means that I am concerned about how others see me in terms of context and situations. I will therefore adapt according to that situation. I'm guided in a way by the situation so I can act a little bit. Whereas if I was a low self-monitor, I would see that any form of deviation from what I see as me, 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 my 
pure self would be fake. And that would be wrong because I want to do it my way. I'm guided by my traits. Now, as with most things, it's quite useful to just be aware of that scale and see it as a sort of sliding scale and see that you might sometimes slide a little bit along up and down that scale again because you can try things out. And if you're aware of perhaps your default state, it makes it much easier to tweak and play around in a slightly free trait state. So I won't go on anymore. This is a fascinating topic. But what I'm really trying to say is when people say, just be yourself, act natural, you might need to give that a little bit of thought. Have fun with it. Okay, more about unsquashing? Just head over to trishalewis.com. There are links to my book, my TEDx, and all sorts of fascinating articles. And can I just ask you to share this podcast? Because let's face it, I'm not the best self promoter. <laughs> Perhaps I ought to work on that. So subscribe, share, and listen up for the next episode. Stay curious and unsquashed.